Oh, good evening. Uh, welcome to Sunday Night Local. I was just waiting to see if my um, device was, my phone, was um, on record and I couldn't quite see, uh, but it is because uh, you will be watching me and hearing, hopefully, without any technical problems this week. I am very, very much hoping that we have no issues this week. So, big, big welcome. It's Sunday the 18th of October and this is Sunday Night Local and I'm really excited to be sharing the word with you tonight on the subject of kindness. We're going to be talking about this aspect of the fruit of the Holy Spirit this evening, kindness. Uh, just before I dig into the Word of God, we're going to give people a few minutes to arrive this evening. Um, so welcome. If you're joining us live on YouTube, then big, big welcome to you. If you're catching up later on, then that's absolutely fine as well. Big welcome to you too. So, um, what have I been up to this week? Well, last weekend I decided to build a shed. I wasn't going to. Um, I was trying to come up with a solution, a better solution for storing our bikes. Um, and so I was looking at the sheds and I thought, they're all a bit pricey and a shed really isn't in the budget at the moment. And then I said to Carla, I think I could build one. She's like, from scratch. And I said, yeah, I think so. So I kind of stood there and looked at the place where I thought I could build my shed. And a plan came into my head. I think it's from all these years of watching Pete Smith work in the Empower Centre. And I said to Carla, yeah, I'm going to do this. I can, I'm going to get the wood and I'm going to build a shed. So I measured it all up, bought the wood. I've learned, John Keeping always says to me, um, measure twice, cut once. Um, I haven't always um, learned that. We once bought some projector screens uh, for the sports hall, one went each side of the, the stage where we used to be uh, kind of landscape set up in the sports hall. And um, these lovely projector screens that we hooked on the wall each Sunday, big big old things they were, quite heavy. And so we thought we need to look after these, we'll, we'll get some cases made. And there was a guy in the church at the time who, uh, who was handy. And um, I said to him, could he make some cases? So I gave him the dimensions. And unfortunately, the cases that he made were a couple of inches too short for the projector screens because um, I had kind of given him the out, the, uh, the very, I'd given him the dimensions of, of how big I wanted the cases rather than how big the screens were, if you know what I mean. Anyway, so I've learned my lesson. Measure twice, cut once. And um, yes, and uh, successfully have built a shed last weekend and then I painted it this weekend and did the finishing touches and um, I'm quite proud of it actually. I've been telling quite a few people, I have to watch myself that it doesn't turn into pride. Uh, so far I think I'm okay, I think I've got away with it. But um, yeah, uh, so that's what I've been up to this weekend. Um, I've got slightly dirty hands still, not dirty, painty hands from all the painting this weekend. So, this wasn't, first of all, wasn't this morning's message absolutely brilliant once again. Thank you, Pastor Andy. How to walk with the Lion of Judah. If you missed it this morning, then I encourage you to catch up with the uh, Family Church online broadcast this morning. It's on YouTube, uh, waiting for you to watch it. Um, this coming weekend, very exciting. We've got two things happening that we're really, really stoked about. First of all, I don't think I've ever said I'm really stoked about anything, but I just did. So first of all, we've got momentum happening. 
Oh, I think that's why I said I was stoked because when you say you're stoked about something, that's like the cool, hip and trendy young person way of saying that you're excited about something. <laughs> so I'm stoked about this Friday. We've got momentum gathering. Our young people are gathering together Friday evening. Um, this Friday, we can have up to 15 at a time because we're following the out of school settings guidance from the government at the moment. So up to 15 year seven to year nines this Friday and then up to 15 year 10 to 13 um, the following Friday and then we're going to alternate like that. Thank you to the team for making this happen. You guys are awesome. Zach and Celeste, you rock. And um, I don't think I've said that before either. <laughs> and also, uh, lost my train of thought there. Oh yeah, parents, uh, make sure you sign your kids in otherwise they can't go. They cannot attend Momentum if they're not signed up for Momentum. So go to the website. Um, check your emails, you, you'll um, be able to find information on how to do that. And if you can't, just send an email to portsmouth at family.church. And secondly, I'm excited that next Sunday night we are going in person with Sunday Night Local. Yes, indeed. Um, next Sunday night we're going to be broadcasting our Sunday Night Local live online as usual at 8 o'clock for those of you that want to watch it that way. And you can tune in as normal to YouTube and watch it online and it will be from the Empower Centre but um, if you want to join us in person we'd absolutely love you to I'm so excited because this is about creating an opportunity to come together and to dedicate time to the Lord's presence to dedicate time to being in his presence to worshipping him and to hearing his word with no distractions at all and seriously there'll be no distractions because of the guidance that we have to follow um, if you want to attend, when you arrive, um, you have to uh, use hand gel, you have to be wearing a face mask. Um, you'll be shown to your seat, and uh, seats are, are spaced out in a socially distanced way. If you come with someone else, then we've got pairs of seats um, down the sides of the hall uh, for those that come with someone else. And uh, what we do, the doors will open at 20 past 7, 7.30, we'll have a time of worship and we'll pray and then we'll go into the word at eight o'clock and that's when we'll go live online as well right so please join us next sunday night either live online or in person let's make the most of this opportunity that we've got wonderful um so i think i should probably get on with teaching the word now um so tonight we're talking about the fifth aspect of the fruit of the holy spirit that means we're halfway and um, actually we're a bit more than halfway because the first week was a kind of introduction to what the fruit of the Holy Spirit is. Tonight we're talking about kindness. Um, this aspect of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I, when I was, as the weeks have gone by, it was the kind of the one that I was thinking, I don't really know what I'm going to say about kindness. Well, don't you worry. There is so much, as I've dug into the word, there's so much to say about kindness and, um, and I'm just excited to share it with you tonight. So... First of all, I want to ask the question, what is kindness? In fact, first of all, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to delve into your word, to, uh, to, to just see what you've got to say to us tonight. I pray, Father, that you'll speak into our hearts, into my heart, into the hearts of every hearer. And Lord, that um, as we teach your word, uh, that you really will um, just cause us to hear what we need to hear not what we want to hear but what we need to hear for our lives personally in jesus name i pray amen oh you might be wondering why i'm wearing this lovely shirt tonight 
Um, it's because I just like dressing up smart. Um, but it's also because um, today at the Empower Centre we had our, a dedication service. And uh, dedication services are limited to six people. It's the smallest dedication service I've ever done, but it was wonderful. And it was actually a family that um, don't normally connect with Family Church. They, um, they uh, phoned up randomly and said, do we do dedications? And we said, yes, we do. We'd love to meet you. So we met the, the, uh, the mother and her. Um, she has three children and one of them was being dedicated today. And, uh, and it was a real pleasure to, to do that today. So anyway, um, kindness. What is kindness? So the word kindness in Galatians 5.22 is a translation of the Greek word Christotes. Um, if you go to the Blue Letter Bible, which is a fantastic resource, and you look up the Greek word for kindness in Galatians 5.22 um, and press the button that, that plays the voice of the American man that knows a lot of Greek that says these words, it will sound just like this. Christotes. Christotes. Like that. So this is what the Vines Expository Dictionary says about the word Christotes. So this word denotes goodness. And in fact, the word goodness also comes from this word. Um, it's goodness in the sense of kindness of heart or act. Um, it's said of God and it's said of believers. It signifies not merely goodness as a quality, rather it's goodness in action. Goodness expressing itself in deeds. Um, so it's not goodness as, as a kind of um, position that you have. You've been made righteous or good by God. It's actually goodness expressed. Um, not goodness expressing itself in indignation against sin, um, but goodness expressing itself in grace, tenderness and compassion. So simply kindness pouring out of one's heart. It, um, so what we're talking about is kindness of heart that's expressed in, in actions and deeds. Um, a kindly disposition towards others that causes us to reach out with grace and tenderness and compassion to others. That's what we're talking about tonight. Next week, when we talk about goodness, this will be more along the lines of moral goodness, righteousness, and how this is expressed in a much, for want of a better word, a, a sterner way. For example, the fruit of goodness in a person's life is revealed by standing against wrongdoing or injustice. So they're two very different things. Kindness is what we're talking about tonight. Kindness that, that flows from a kind heart um, that expresses itself in grace, tenderness and compassion. So the dictionary defines kindness as the quality of being friendly, generous and considerate. Kindness is simply a kind act. Now I'm sure we can all think of people who are kind people. Um, kind acts that people have done for us, those who are truly friendly, generous people, considerate people. I'm sure we can all think of those people. Aren't we blessed to have such people in our lives? I'm sure we can all think of people that have gone out of their way to um, be kind to us. And um, those who, who don't do things for show or for reward or credit, but those who just do things because that's who they are. They do kind things because that's who they are. And we're so blessed to have such people in our lives. Every time my life is touched by someone in, in such a way, um, it makes me want to be kind to others as well. It inspires me um, to be a kinder person. Um, 
so my life has been impacted by the kindness of um, one person more than any other. And I know you think I'm going to say Carla, and she is an incredibly kind, compassionate, tender and loving person, but that's uh, not who I'm talking about in this instance. I'm talking about Jesus. My life's been impacted by the kindness of Jesus, the kindness of God, more than any other. The kindest thing that anyone could ever do for us um, is to take our punishment for us, especially if they are totally innocent, and especially if the punishment meant that they gave their life in our place. And that's exactly what Jesus did, isn't it? His great love was shown towards us, um, towards all humanity, in this incredible act of kindness. When Jesus went to the cross, he laid down his life, he was nailed to the cross, he took our place. We should have been the ones that were punished for sin, but Jesus took the punishment for sin, which was death, on the cross, so that we could be free from that death, so that we could have eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. It says in Romans 5, verses 6 to 8, But when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. Jesus died for us. And when he died for us, all of our sin, all of our wrongdoing, everything that ever separated us from perfect God was, was paid for by Jesus on the cross. The punishment was taken. He took our place. And because of that, this divine exchange took place. We became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God looks at you and I everyone who has put their faith in Christ and he sees people who have been made right before him. Isn't that a wonderful thing to be right before God, to have peace with God? Romans 15 verse 13 says, Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. My life was so impacted by the kindness of Jesus that I was moved to repentance. Repentance simply means to change one's mind, to turn away from or turn around. Um, so I turned away from wrongdoing. I turned away from the, the world's way of doing things, the world's way of living in order to walk with God and live in the light of God. Um, not just me, but millions, billions of people for the last 2,000 years have been led to repentance, to change their mind, to turn away from the world's way of doing things because of the kindness shown by God in Jesus. Romans 2 verse 4 in the New Living Translation says this. Romans 2 4. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you away from sin. In another version it says the kindness of God or the goodness of God is what leads a person to repentance. In other words, to change their minds. And, and this has always stuck with me. And, and one moment where I really, really saw this truth in action was um, when my granddad, um, Granddad Jay, my mum's dad, um, when he passed away. 
Now, my granddad was 85 when he passed away, and he had never turned his heart to the Lord and was generally very anti-God. Um, he, he never wanted a conversation about God stuff. He didn't understand when um, I had made the decision to go to Bible school uh, instead of university. Um, he, he just didn't want to know anything about, about Jesus. Um, but a couple of days before he died, um, my mum was with him in hospital and, and she took the chance to share the good news of Jesus with him. Now he wasn't able to speak and as you probably know my mum is quite a good speaker so she took the chance. Um, so my granddad was listening, he had no choice and um, my mum took my granddad's hand and asked him to pray in his heart with her after she'd shared the good news of Jesus with him. And um, and she led him to Jesus and she said to him, just squeeze my hand if you um, accept and understand what, what I prayed. And he squeezed her hand, um, which is just amazing. And then, of course, um, a few years later, um, she did exactly the same with her brother, Ashby, Uncle Ashby. And, um, and this was just a few hours before he passed away. She led him to Jesus. Um, and what's amazing is, is that despite rejecting God for the whole of their earthly lives, my, both my granddad and my uncle are now in heaven because in those very last moments of their lives they tasted of the kindness of God and that caused them to change their minds and they accepted Jesus. God didn't withhold his kindness from them. Um, even though they'd rejected him for their whole earthly lives, um, God poured out his kindness the moment, the very moment they opened their hearts up to him, God poured his kindness out on them. What a wonderful thing that is. And that's the thing about the kindness of God. It's already been given through Jesus. It's already available to everyone who would receive it. Not, not um, one of us deserves the kindness of God or his mercy or his grace or anything. Um, but we're all in receipt of it because... God took, made the first move, he took the first step. Now God's got many attributes. Uh, there's many attributes to the character of Jesus as we read about in Galatians 5, um, as I've mentioned every week so far. You know, part of who Jesus is, he is love, he is joy, he is peace, he is patience and he is kindness. God is a kind God. He's a kind-hearted father. In Psalm 145, verses 13 to 17, I believe these words from the New Living Translation again. These words just reveal the wonderfully kind heart of God. So let me read this to you. Psalm 145 verses 13 to 17. It says, the Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. Are you bent beneath your load tonight? Well, what God does is he lifts you. He lifts you. He helps the fallen. The eyes of all who look to you in hope, you give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and the thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything he does. He is filled with kindness. He is filled with kindness. Isn't that wonderful? Now, the fruit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5 um, is simply a list of the attributes of the character of Christ, of, of 
God's character. Kindness is one of these attributes, as I just mentioned. It's part of who God is, and and it was and is fully revealed in Christ, and therefore should be displayed in our lives. The word Christian means Christ-like ones. Um, the word Christ means anointed one. Christian means those who are anointed in the same way as Christ. And it's possible to display kindness in the same way that Jesus displayed kindness and all of the fruit of the Spirit because um, kindness and every part of the fruit of the Spirit was planted in our hearts when we were born again at new birth. When we accepted Jesus and this miracle took place inside of us, our spirit was made alive to God, the core of who we are. We came alive to God and inside our spirit, in our heart, was planted the kindness of God. It's part of who we now are as children of God, adopted spiritually into God's family. We carry the DNA of our loving Heavenly Father. And so when we live from the inside out, rather than from the flesh, from the natural world, from the carnal uh, way, when we live from the inside out, from the spirit man, and in submission to the flow of the Holy Spirit through our lives, we will display kindness. So it's, again, to display kindness isn't just making a decision, I'm going to do nice things for people now. It, it's about tapping into what God has placed inside of you already. So I want to talk about four ways that we can display kindness, and they all kind of overlap with each other. And as I talk about these four things, uh, we've got to remember that um, kindness must flow out of our hearts. It can't just be works, as I, as I just said. It mustn't just be nice things that we do. If we just do nice things in our own strength or because we're trying to be good Christians, they won't have the same impact as when we live from the inside out, when we live from our spirit man and allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us and to bring kindness through us. I want God to be seen as the one uh, inspiring the kind deeds that happen through my life uh, and not just me. So kind deeds that flow from a kind heart are the most impacting. In fact such deeds display the kindness of God and they will lead people towards Jesus. I think this is one of the things about this part of the fruit of the Spirit. When kindness is truly displayed in our lives towards other believers it's a wonderful thing and it, and it unites us as a, as a church family. But when kindness is displayed to others in this world, um, it leads people towards Jesus. People want to be a part of what we've got. When people see Christians being kind to one another and not bickering and arguing and, and all that stuff. When, when people see Christians being kind to one another, the church looks glorious and that's what God wants for his church. Um, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you. And um, he said, love one another as I have loved you love one another and as you do this um, people will know that you're my disciples by the way that you love one another so uh, the same works for kindness as we're kind to one another people will know that we're disciples of Jesus all right so um, so when people are on the on the end of, of receiving kind acts kind deeds it softens their hearts towards God so let's talk about four ways that kindness can be displayed. I'm aware that time is going, but I reckon I can do this within the allotted time frame, which is whatever I decide it should be tonight. So kindness displayed through generosity. First of all, God is a generous God and has called us to display 
his kindness and his generosity to others. Okay, so when we're generous to people, we're simply displaying the heart of God. Generosity is sharing who we are and what we have with other people. It could be your time, your possessions, your money, your skills. You can be generous with many, many things in your life. It's impossible for selfish people to live generously because selfish people have their eyes down on themselves, whereas generous people have their eyes lifted up to others. They're looking around them. They're, they're seeing opportunities to be generous to others and they want to take those opportunities. Isaiah 30, 32 verse 8 says this, But a generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. Let me read that again. A generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. A person who is truly generous devises ways to be generous. So, you might not have much dough, but... Um, you may have some time and you'll find a way to be generous. No matter what resources you've got, you will always find a way to be generous if you're tapping into your generous heart. Now, there is someone in my life who for many years, um, I've, I've known her and her husband for many years, and um, this person has continually devised ways to show generosity to me and my family. She doesn't have lots of wealth, and she's a busy person, yet she continually blesses us with her generosity. Things like pocket money for the kids when we go on holiday, making us cakes, thoughtful deeds. The other day, I just mentioned that um, I was looking for something, and uh, something for my office here actually, and within, well, within the hour, um, this person had bought me the thing <laughs> that I was looking for. Um, so this person is an incredibly generous person and, and it flows from a heart that is kind and that heart reflects the heart of God. Now someone who shows generosity, um, kindness through generosity will reap a good harvest because of what they've sown into others. If you're a generous person, you're sowing and sowing and sowing, your time, your skills, your money, your possessions, what you've got, you're sowing and sowing and sowing yourself, you will reap a great harvest. And it says in that verse that we just read in Isaiah 32 verse 8, by generosity he shall stand. It will cause you to stand strong in life. Things will come back to you. Proverbs 11 verse 17, this is in the New Living Translation, it says your kindness will reward you, but your cruelty will destroy you. Your kindness will re reward you. So there's something wonderful about being kind to others because not, not only does it bless others, but actually your kindness that you show others will come back to you as well. Another way that we can display kindness is through help, helps, helping people. So in, in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 28, it says this, And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers and after that miracles then gifts of healings helps helps administrations varieties of tongues i just wanted to highlight the word helps there because isn't it odd you've got the word helps alongside apostles and prophets that's because it's really important to god this is a ministry that god has appointed in his church it's called help helping others in fact 
Within our church family, helping others should be our way of life. Does someone need help? If it's within our capacity, then we should help them. We should be there for one another. We've got to be very deliberate about this. We've got to give time to this. We've got to be committed to living from our spirit, from the core of who we are, that regenerated, that newly born spirit man of ours where kindness has been planted rather than from the flesh. Now, there's someone else in my life who shows incredible kindness to people all the time by helping. I'm going to name this person. This is Ben Osborne. Ben is someone who continually displays kindness by helping people. It just flows naturally from Ben's heart. Um, he just can't help himself. He just needs to help people all the time. And sometimes this opens him up to be taken advantage of and busies him up too much and you know we've talked about that at times but Ben is learning to say no slowly slowly learning um, not say no slowly no he's learning uh, slowly okay I've got 8% of battery left on my phone that's not good is it but I think we'll make it if it cuts out it's because my battery's run out so I believe that showing kindness by helping others is also a great tool of evangelism it shows the kindness of God to other people when the things that we do flow from kind hearts. In Matthew 5 verses 38 to 42 it says this, Jesus said, you've heard it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth but I tell you not to resist an evil person. Hmm, that's interesting isn't it? Whoever slaps you on your right cheek turn the other to him also. Now we are not talking about domestic abuse. If uh, you're in an abusive relationship find help. Um, speak to someone you trust and ask them to find you help. So, whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other one to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. Whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Now, clearly... This is speaking about evil people in this road because no Christians would behave like this, would they? Mm. And when we respond by turning the other cheek, giving our cloak, going the second mile, giving to those who want to borrow from us, basically helping, we'll reveal God's kingdom to them. And perhaps it will cause them to turn to Christ. <clears throat> when we display God's kindness by helping people, we shine his light in this world. It says also in Matthew 5, uh, a few verses before, verse 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So the third way that we can display kindness through our lives, number one was generosity, number two was helping, number three, hospitality. Romans 12, verses 10 to 13, it says, Be kindly affectionate to one another, with brotherly love. What does it say? Be kindly affectionate <clears throat> to one another with brotherly love, in honour giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continu continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. So we're talking about kindness displayed through hospitality. Hospitality is about making people feel valued. When people encounter God's house, um, 
Now, normally when I talk about God's house, you know, I think, oh, the gathering on a Sunday morning. But obviously, that's not something that's happening quite at, quite at the moment. Um, but when people encounter our lives as Christians, we make up the house of God. We are each living stones within the, the temple of God, aren't we? And when people encounter our lives, it's important that they experience the best hospitality, better than the world can do, because we want people to feel valued. We want people to feel so welcomed, so loved, so valued, so precious, so special. And I believe that showing great hospitality reveals the heart of God. God's laid before us a banquet, and there's a place at the table for every single person in this world. And um, God's got this huge table, and it's a huge banquet, and there is a place for every single person in this world, but there are loads of empty seats, and that grieves the heart of God. If we could just see people like God saw people, do you remember in the parable of the lost son, when that one that was lost came back, the father's arms were open, and he was ecstatic to see his son, he kissed his son. And he loved his son and he welcomed him back into his house and he laid on the best banquet. He put a robe on him, a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. He called him son and he laid on this incredible banquet and the son got to sit once again at the father's table and hear the father's heart and, and, and enjoy the father's presence. And that's what God desires for every single person in this world, world who hasn't. Um, yet come to him or maybe has come to God and backslidden it's God's heart that people every person in this world would come to him and experience this amazing banquet that he has laid out and it's our job to introduce them to that banquet God's called us to reflect his kind heart through the way that we show hospitality to others and the last way that we can show kindness to others is kindness displayed through compassion now, a great example of kindness displayed through compassion is found in the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10. Now, the, good, the, the Samaritan man um, displayed incredible kindness to a total stranger that was lying on the side of the road having been beaten up by robbers and everything stolen. He displayed compassion to that man. Kindness displayed through compassion to that man. He did what no one else would do, even though the man that was lying on the road was a Jewish man who would have looked down on the Samaritan, culturally speaking. Um, and he didn't just soothe his wounds, he didn't just bandage him up, but he took him to a hotel and uh, he took him to this hotel to be taken care of and he paid the bill in advance and promised to pay any more that was needed. And at the end of the parable, Jesus said, Go and do the same as this Samaritan. Show mercy on others. Show compassion towards others. What an incredible way to reveal the heart of God. Every miracle that Jesus did was preceded by Jesus being moved with compassion for the individual or for the people uh, that were involved in receiving those miracles. And then there was another time where Jesus looked over the the multitudes of people, John 6, 34, this is what happened. Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were sheep. They were like sheep, not having a shepherd. And sheep that don't have a shepherd, 
just wander around aimlessly. So he began to teach them many things. He began to be their shepherd. Even though they didn't know it yet, he began to be their shepherd and started to lead them in the right direction. And there are people around us all over this world, all over our neighbourhood, um, who are like sheep without a shepherd. People wandering through life with no direction, with no hope. People who are vulnerable, unprotected, confused. And um, perhaps we, when we're compassionate towards people, um, we can begin to show them the heart of God and introduce them to the chief shepherd and overseer of our souls. The one who cares for us more than any other. When we show care and compassion to other people, it connects them with the heart of God. So perhaps we can do that. Perhaps we can introduce people to the one who was so moved with compassion that he gave his life for the sheep. So, so there's four ways that we can show the kindness of God through um, that we can display the kindness of God. First of all, through generosity, through helps, through hospitality, and through compassion. God's heart is kind, and kindness was planted in our hearts at new birth. It's part of who we are now as children of God who carry the DNA of our loving and kind Heavenly Father. Um, and when we're deliberate about living from the inside out, about living from our spirit man, and in submission to the flow of the Holy Spirit through our lives, we will display the kindness of God. And it's a wonderful thing. Let's not just try and be kind. Let's not just do random kind things, because um, if they don't come from a kind heart, people will pick up on that, and it, and it won't do anything. But when it comes from a heart that has been so impacted by God. We just can't help ourselves. We've got to be kind to others. Um, we've got to let that heart of kindness flow out. That will truly impact lives. Um, so we start this journey perhaps by doing one kind thing. Perhaps you're not used to doing kind things. Perhaps, um, perhaps everyone else does the kind things. But I believe that every one of the fruit of the Spirit, every aspect of it, God wants to build into our lives and cause us to to grow in and to use and so let's let's determine this week this week let's determine we are going to do one kind thing from a kind heart that displays the kind heart of God for someone what will that be who will that be let's look for opportunities this week and I guarantee you God will provide you with an opportunity one kind thing that you can do for someone else let's pray Father, I thank you again for this opportunity to share your word. I thank you, Lord, that you would um, just continue to speak to us about kindness. Thank you that um, when you saved us, you totally transformed our lives. When you saved us, you uh, placed within us um, a new heart and um, the desire, Lord, to live like you and not to live like this world anymore and so i pray father that everything that would quench that everything that would hold that back god we would be released to live as children of god in this world lord that we wouldn't be embarrassed we wouldn't be shy but that we would be bold and courageous and live for the glory of god let your fruit just continue to grow in every life i pray in jesus name amen Way we didn't run out of battery, that's good, isn't it? So thank you for joining me this evening. And um, 
next week, don't forget, we'll still be live online at 8 o'clock, but also we're going to be in person. Doors open at 7.20, we start at 7.30, we're going to have worship and um, we're going to pray and we're going to be together. And um, if you want to be part of that, make sure you go to um, the website, uh, to the app and get signed up for the event. And of course, there will be more information on email so that you can just click on a link. We'll make it easy for you. Um, and if you don't get that, just email portsmouth at family.church and we can give you the details you need. All right then, God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful week. See you soon. Bye-bye.